Welcome, everybody. It is so great to see you. We're so glad that you've joined us at our Kernersville location, Oak Ridge location, and everybody that's joining us online for this new series, Joy to the World. Now, before we jump in, I want to make a quick announcement, um, something that we're already getting questions about. If, for those of you that want to make end-of-the-year donations because of tax purposes and all that kind of stuff, just make sure that all of those donations are in to the church offices by the 31st of December, and you'll get um, 2023, yep, we're still in 2023, credit for that. So um, whether that's um, you know online, stock, whatever you're doing, um, uh, your favorite pet, um, chickens, whatever, you know, back in the day, it's what used to hear. No, you can have it back. So we just wanted you to know that so that you can uh, have that in your planning. You are going to see it in lights. You are going to read about it in cards. The next few weeks, you're going to listen to it in a lot of songs and you're going to hear it being spread around in conversations and well wishes. What are we talking about? Joy. Joy, 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 joy. And that's why we're doing a series, because that's the theme of the season. That's the vibe of this time of year, because we are in the Christmas season. And after all, it is what the angels proclaim to the shepherds, is it not? Good tidings of great joy. So it just makes sense, so we talk about it. Here's another reason it makes sense we talk about it. Because we often talk about it, especially during this time of year, but we don't often experience it as much as we talk about it. So that's why we need to talk about it a little bit more to try to figure out what's the deal. Why is it that we have a challenge experiencing this joy that is so freely spoken about, not just in the Christmas season, but especially in life. And I think we want it, right? We really want to experience it. And especially if you're going through something difficult. We're going to talk about all of that in this series. And I understand that we all have challenges and we all come at this from different angles and different places. What we're going to do today is we're going to begin by talking about what joy is and how we can experience it much more and way beyond than just in a Christmas season. Much more than on a greeting card or decoration or lights in the yard. How do we make this a part of our lives on a day-to-day basis? I think we all want that. I believe we all need that. Deep down, we all long for that. And we kind of know that's the point of it. Now, when I was a kid growing up in church, and not just a kid, but all throughout my, you know, Christian following Jesus um, experience and being a part of church, at least until about 20 years ago, we hardly ever talked about joy in the, in the context of the church um, until it came to Christmas. And then Christmas, we talk about it, right? Just like we're doing right now. And, and when we did talk about joy... They, they almost always, and I mean they, the people that were talking, the people that were doing the teaching, it, it became really famous And when I was a kid to talk about joy in terms of an acrostic, 
Okay, and, and I'm gonna put this up on the screen so that you know that I know and you won't send me an email saying, hey, Pastor, what about this? Okay, cool, here we go. This is what I always heard about joy. The joy, J-O-Y, the acrostic, that's what this is. Jesus, others, and yourself. As, as if this is an order, right? And we were taught that if you put Jesus first in your life, and you put others second, and you put yourself last, out pops joy. And just like that, and it, Austin makes that sound. Yeah, Jesus, others, and yourself. Now, this is a good thing. This is a really good thing. In fact, this sounds a lot like stuff that Jesus taught, because it is. We would all do well. We would all live better lives if our primary focus was Jesus. And then we made sure that we put other people before our, ourselves, right? I mean, can you imagine how much better your marriage would be? How much better your family would be? How much better this community would be? How much better the world would be? We wouldn't be dreading the upcoming political season quite so much, would we? Wouldn't be quite looking with such question and disdain and confusion at the world, would we, if everybody did this? But be careful, because as good and as well-intended as this focus is, it's not really that simple, is it? Joy is not a formula, is it? Because if it was, you would have already been experiencing it much more than you currently are. In fact, I know a lot of people in my life. I think of some people right now who are so focused on putting Jesus' top priority in their life, and they are some of the most selfless people I know, and they put others before themselves, and yet they're struggling to experience joy. So there's got to be more to it. Now, now the deal is, it's Hard to define, this thing called joy. Really challenging to define. And, and when we talk about it and we try to describe it and we try to define it, we often link it to happiness. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I think deep down we all know, oh, okay, yeah, but maybe there's more to it than happiness. Right? It's like... Joy and happiness often are used synonymously and often when people are talking about happiness, they mean joy and when they're talking about joy, they're describing happiness. I, I get it. But I think if we stop and we think about joy, there, there's a part of it that goes beyond. It's not quite the same as happiness in and of itself. So what I want to do in the next few moments is describe joy to you. Describe it, not define it, because it's a little bit more layered than just a simple definition. Describe it, not give you a formula, because I, I wish I could, but it's just not quite that simple. I'm going to describe it to you, paint a picture for you in many different ways, probably about a half a dozen different ways we're going to hold joy up to the light and we're just going to kind of turn it around and, and see the facets of it. And, and I think by the time we're done, 
you're going to walk away with the idea of what joy is about. You're not going to walk away with a simple little definition you could put in your pocket, but you will walk away hopefully going, yeah, that, I see that. That makes sense. And it's connected to happiness, but at the same time, there's something more at play. You may think this is going to be redundant. Okay, yeah, you're kind of saying the same thing uh, different ways. Exactly. Because when you describe something like joy, that's what you have to do. You have to come back to it time and time again. It's like this, not like this. It's like this, it's not like that. So we're going to jump into this together and begin with this. Happiness, as you have experienced in your life, you know, if you think about it, is very circumstantial. Joy, however, as we will learn in this series, is much more of a mindset. Happiness, more circumstantial. And that can be a good thing and that can be a bad thing depending upon the situation, what's happening. And when things are going good, you can be happy and you can experience happiness. And when things are not going so well, it's really hard to be happy. Hmm. Joy, on the other hand, is different. Joy is a mindset, and in being a mindset, it is that of a choice, you could say. A decision, an intentional focus. Now, some of you right now, you're going, well, that, that just doesn't make sense, because if, if joy is a mindset that you choose, an intentional focus, a decision, then who in their right mind would not choose joy? Right? And it's just not that simple. I didn't, say it was, I didn't say it was easy. I didn't say it was easy. In fact, it's one of the most difficult things you'll do, especially when you're going through challenging times, as we will talk about later on in this series. But nonetheless, joy is a choice, a decision, an intentional focus, one that we can decide we want to experience more of. We see this all throughout the scriptures. When Paul is writing to a group of Christians in the first century, he says it like this to the Corinthians. He says, dear brothers and sisters, at the end of his letter, he said, I, I closed my letter with these last words. And he gave them a lot of last words, but the first of his last words, be joyful. Now, if joy wasn't something we could choose, if joy wasn't something we could decide and intentionally focus our attention on to experience, then why would he tell us to do it? He didn't say, have joy. So it's not just something that happens to you. He said, be joyful. Whew. Not easy, but it is a mindset that we can choose. To another group of Christians in the city of Philippi, he says it like this, always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Always be full. Now, he's not talking about happiness because nobody can always be happy. Not honestly. And if you will you know, pay attention to Paul's own personal life, Paul wasn't even happy all the time. So, so, you know, if things are going bad and things aren't going so well, it's really hard to be happy. And it's just not about always being happy. It's not put on a happy face all the time. This is different. You can always be full of joy. And, and look at this. It's connected somehow to the Lord. 
We'll come back to that. But up front, joy is a mindset. It's something you choose, you live it out. It is not easy, it's often very challenging, but it's not just circumstantial. Okay, let's look at it a different way. We're describing joy. Happiness is centered and founded in our emotions. Just what happiness is. Nothing wrong with that. It's just, it is what it is. Joy, however, is centered and founded in our beliefs. Our beliefs. Specifically, our beliefs about God. If you think about it, when you define what happiness is, if you look up the definition of happiness in the dictionary, or you know, since you don't have dictionaries anymore, on your phone, right? Dictionary, what's that? Yeah, it's right there beside encyclopedias. What's that? Okay, look it up on your phone. If you look up the definition of happiness, you're going to see lots of emotional type words, lots of words that have to do with our emotions and our feelings. Because happiness is tied and centered to our emotions. And as our emotions go, so does our level of happiness. Tracking with me? Joy, however, is different. It's something more. Joy has emotions. There are emotions that come with the experience of joy. However, joy is driven by more than a feeling. Did you catch that? Joy is more than a feeling. And right now, some of you are in Boston. More than a feeling. Yeah, you're welcome. You'll be singing that one all day. Yeah. Joy is so much more than just an emotional feeling. King David, when he was writing the Psalms, he talked to himself a lot, in the, in the good way, right? And he said, I will be filled with joy. He's talking to God. I will be filled with joy because everything's going great. No. I will be filled with joy because I just feel, I just feel so good. I feel so spiritual. I feel so close to God. No. I will be filled with joy because of you, period. Because of who God is, period. I will be filled with joy because of what I believe about you. In fact, David did this quite often in another part of the Psalms. David says, the Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him, not in my circumstances, not in my feelings, not in my emotions, not in things going a certain way. My heart trusts in him and he helps me. And my heart bleeds for joy. Now, see, there's emotions there. My heart leaps for joy. That feels good. That's an emotional experience. However, his focus was not on what was going on in his heart. His focus was his beliefs about God. He said, the Lord is my strength. I'm trusting in him. There's some things about God I believe and I am holding on to that are the, it's the foundation that allows me to leap for joy. Because it is so much more than a feeling itself. It's belief in God and who he is and in God and what he does and in God and what he promises. How he loves us. 
and how he has purpose for our lives. His promises to us and the purpose and his promises to the world. I'm telling you, it's, it's so much more than emotions. This thing called joy, joy to the world, this thing called joy, will find its center in what you believe about God. Let's keep describing it. Happiness is something that's on the surface. It's not a bad thing. It's just, just what it is. Happens on the surface. But joy comes from a much deeper place. Kind of the same thing, but a little bit different. Okay, just look, look at it a little different. It's deeper. Where happiness is tied to the moment, it's tied to the current situation that you're in. And if it's good, like we said, happy. If it's not, not. It's right there on the surface. It's very volatile. Have you ever experienced that in your life and found that? I mean, happiness can change. Every, I mean, it could change in five minutes, man. It could change in 30 seconds. You get the wrong kind of news at the wrong time. I mean, you can go from happy to devastated. Depending upon that text or that phone call or that next conversation. Yeah. But joy, however, is anchored to something so much greater, so much bigger, so much deeper. That's why we talk about the beliefs. Beliefs, that's something deeper, greater, bigger than emotions. That's what joy is. And that must be why. Again, growing up in church, when I was a little kid in Sunday school, they taught us this song. This must be why. They told us. They got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Where? Where? Yeah, down in my heart. Down, down, deep down in my heart. Yeah, because it comes from a deeper place. So, between joy, 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 joy down in my heart and more than you have got worm, wormhole thoughts, bug songs crawling through your brain for the rest of the day, courtesy of the Summit Church. Yeah, enjoy those. But it comes from a deeper place, does it not? All right, let's describe it just a little bit more, okay? Holding joy up to the light. We're going to look at it. What, what's, you know, with happiness, what, what, what are we looking at here? Happiness is tied to what happens. We know that. Joy is linked to this thing we all want called hope. You see, happiness is surface. What happens? Good, yay, bad, oh, not so good. And it changes, it's volatile. Joy, however, is connected to hope. Now, hope is very interesting, and I've been thinking lately that we should probably do a whole series on, on hope because there's, there's so much here to learn. But let me, let me remind you of something or, or maybe just inform you of something about hope. Hope is not just a noun. Actually, I would say hope is more of a verb than it is a noun. And in order to experience it as a noun, you have to practice it like a verb. You have to hope. You have to choose to hope. And in choosing to hope you experience more of the mindset 
of joy. Because see, hope is about what's to come. Not just what is happening in the moment that is tied to my momentary, surface-related, emotionally driven happiness. You see, that's where some of us get confused. Joy, the deeper, richer, bigger. And it's tied to hope about what has not happened yet. Hope about what is to come. We talk about these things on our team a, a lot. We talk about the series that are coming up, and I'm often in a regular conversation with staff and about, you know, I'm working on this message, I'm working on the series, and, you know, how does this hit you? What do you think about this? And all this kind of stuff. And we were in a conversation a couple of weeks ago about this, this day and, and this talk and, and this whole thing about joy. And, and one of the staff in the conversation with us is um, our HR director, Denise. Denise, um, just fantastic, fantastic person. Been through a lot, been through a lot. If you know anything about Denise's story, and we've shared bits and pieces of her story in the past. I mean, we're talking about somebody that has been through a lot. I mean, a lot of stuff, some heavy stuff. Denise said something, and I wrote it down, and I asked her to repeat it because I wanted to make sure I got it right. And it just, it struck me as so true. Denise said, hope is what I hang on to. Joy is the result. Now, again, if you, if you just kind of do a drive-by to that, you know, and you're like, oh, okay, well, that's nice, that's nice. But when you hear that in the context from someone whose story you know has been well acquainted with pain, deep pain, repetitive deep pain. And they say, well, see, hope is what I hang on to. And that's when I experience joy. That's the result. That's what you're talking about here. She's not just talking about what happens. She's coming at something that's deeper, bigger, stronger. I love that. Tied to hope. You want hope? You, then you choose to begin hoping, and as a result, because our joy is based upon a belief system, what we hope because we know and believe certain things about God, then we get to experience a little bit more of this thing called joy. A couple more, real quick. Happiness is an if this kind of thing, because it's tied to what happens. If this happens, yay. If that happens, boo. Right? Happiness is an if this. Joy is even if. Even if what? Whatever. Even if. Even if that does happen, I can experience joy. Even if that doesn't happen, I can experience joy. It is not conditional. Joy is not dependent on circumstances alone. It's joy no matter what. Why? Because I have hope in God because I believe certain things about God. Yeah, because I have made a choice to put my mind on certain things about who God is and what God has promised. And whether or not I am feeling the way I wanna feel, I can experience joy. And that, my friends, is comforting and calming and settling. One more. Happiness, because it's surfacy and circumstantial and tied with emotions, is very short-lived. 
as all those things are. We talked about it. It can change in a moment. But joy is consistent. When you begin to experience joy, it is stabilizing. It is a leveler in your day, in your week, in your life. There's something else I want you to make sure you understand and I understand about joy because all of this is describing all these different descriptions to help us understand how joy is different than happiness connected to, but different. Comes from a much deeper place, all of those things. I think it's so important for us to know this, is that joy, really, this thing that we've been describing is a partnership. It's a partnership between God and you. Maybe you've never understood that. God helps us experience joy, yes, but we have to participate with him if we're gonna experience joy. We have a part to play and God has a part to play. Our part is to follow and trust, to trust and follow, and God's part is to produce joy in us as a result of our trusting and following him. You have a part to play, God has a part to play. If you're like me, a lot of times I want God to do his part without me having to do the hard work of my part. I want joy. Give it to me, Lord, just give it to me. God, make me joyful. I'm waiting. Right? You ever been to that part? I don't understand why God won't make me joyful. I don't understand why God, why you don't give me more joy. I look at them and, and, and it looks like you've given them all the joy. And I don't have joy. Maybe you're not doing your part to choose the mindset, to trust, to hope more than a feeling. See, it, God has a part and you have a part. This is so clear in the scriptures. Paul writes in the first century, he writes so much about joy. He says this as a salutation to his friends in Rome. May the God of hope, there's that word again, fill you with all joy. Boy, that sounds good, doesn't it? How does that happen? Well, joy and peace, here's how it happens. As you trust in him. As you are trusting in him, may God fill you with joy. He didn't say, may God fill you with joy just because you prayed and asked him to give it to you. He said, as you are trusting in him, doing your part, may he fill you with joy so that you may overflow with hope. There it is again, by the power of the Holy Spirit. You see that partnership there? I trust God produces joy. We trust God produces joy. In fact, that is a work of the Spirit. There is a, a portion of the New Testament that we often refer to with this cliche. In Galatians chapter five, Christians often describe this part of the New Testament as here's where the fruit of the spirit is described. It sounds real churchy, doesn't it? It's real simple why we call it that. The Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. That's why we call it fruit of the spirit. Right there. See, not so deep, is it? The Holy Spirit, God's Spirit, produces these things as kind of like fruit in our lives. There's, there's several of them. Love, joy, there's our word. Peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Wow. Look at all that. 
If you will look at those words, you will notice that these are things that God produces in us because it's fruit of his spirit, but we have to choose to practice them in order to experience them. God doesn't just make us have these things. God gives us an opportunity to choose these things. And then when we choose these things, we become more of these things. Real quick, you know this. You know this is true. Love. God just doesn't make people loving. You need to know that. God made me more loving. God's not just going to make you a loving person. You're not going to wake up tomorrow and be a more loving person just automatically. Right? You're just not. But what God will do is God will give you the opportunity to love each other. God will give you the opportunity to love. And when you choose to love, you know what happens? You become a more loving person. Look what God has done. Same thing with patience, right? God, make me patient. That's a stupid prayer. Don't ever pray that prayer. You probably won't like it if he does that. Okay? God will give you the opportunity to exercise patience. And if you choose to exercise patience, guess what? You will grow in patience. God will not make you kind. God will give you the opportunity to be kind and as you choose the opportunity for kindness, you will become a more kind person. God is not going to give you joy. Here it is. God is going to give you the opportunity to choose the mindset, to hope, to center on your belief about who God is, regardless, no matter what happens. And as a result, he will produce joy. It's a partnership. In fact, this partnership is so big, it's so huge. We're gonna do an entire series in January about this partnership and how we cooperate with God. God wants to do something great in your life, but you gotta cooperate with him. He's not gonna force it on you. It's very much like this when it comes to joy. It's a partnership. One final point of clarity as we wrap this up, I wanna make sure that we bring it to this point of focus. That ultimately, true joy, as we have described it, will be found in trusting and following Jesus because that's how we trust and follow God because Jesus is what God has to say about himself. God sent Jesus to say, here, here, here I am, right here. And so as you and I learn what it means, the steps, the dance steps of trusting and following Jesus and his way, that's when we get to experience more. That's when we're choosing the mindset of true joy. This is what partnership with God really looks like anyway, trusting and following Jesus. Not trusting and following your circumstances, not putting your trust in a situation, certainly not a feeling or an emotion or what happens or doesn't happen. No, it is trusting and following the unchanging Savior, Jesus himself. And we choose to follow him. Now, when you trust and follow Jesus, life doesn't get easy for you automatically. In fact, sometimes life it's harder because Jesus didn't call us to an easy way. He called us to the best way, which is his way. 
And so as you trust and follow Jesus and his way, you have more of an opportunity to choose and believe and to hope something deeper, bigger, more than surfacey circumstantial feelings of happiness. Yeah, we're talking about joy. Joy, hard to define, hard to explain, but nonetheless, real. And if you're sitting there kind of having an argument with me in your head because you're going, joy, really? <laughs> Sounds nice, but you don't know my life. You don't know my situation. You don't know my marriage. You don't know my health. You don't know. You don't know what's going on in my job. You don't know my finances. You don't know what's going on in my mind. You don't know what's going on in my life. If you only knew. I get it. I get it. That's why we will talk about that next week. Let's pray. Our Father, thank you. Thank you for joy that is bigger and deeper than surface emotional circumstantial things that we can't control anyway. Thank you for producing joy in us as we trust in you. So help us, help me, help my friends with the mindset, with the beliefs, with the hope that takes us to a deeper place. Even if what we want happens or not, we can experience true joy as we trust and follow you specifically as we trust and follow Jesus in his way. In this season where joy is the theme and the vibe, may we know that yes, it has emotions with it. Oh, but we're looking deeper. We're going beyond just the surface. We believe, we hope, we trust, we follow you. And as a result, we have joy. In Jesus' name, amen.